Now, broadcasting on Radio Star Worldwide, it's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation, hashtag real people, hashtag real conversations. And I'm so excited again to be on the show uh, if only because of the amazing Wendy, who's my producer. Just, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> yeah, I just got a laugh. I love that laugh of yours. It's just, it makes you want to laugh. It makes you smile. It makes you happy when you just hear that. What, what's your secret? What's my secret? Yeah. I just appreciate everything in life. I, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. I uh, just appreciate what you have and keep going. Wow. That's great. So today is an interesting transformation because as I was signing up for this wonderful uh, technology that we can take advantage of, found out that this technology is going away. Oh, blab. They they, they totally shut it down and we didn't find out until like the morning. We're like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, actually, I do know what happened. It's really unfortunate because they weren't monetizing. Yeah, they weren't monetizing, and the reason they weren't monetizing is because only 10% of the people were kind of regular and had substantive uh, information. The rest was just uh, silliness, mm-hmm. and I just don't think uh, people really wanted to monetize you know, silliness, and that was the real issue. And it's kind of unfortunate because I was actually really excited because the platform makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense because... Um, it's, it's really a platform where people <clears throat> have this opportunity to share information, share their story, share their mission, share their vision. And it's that opportunity for other people just to hear other people's voices, other people's successes in such a large format with a global reach that it's such a shame that it's not going to be there anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of the people who were using that uh, regularly are switching to either, you know, the the Facebook where they have the Facebook video Mm -hmm. or they're going to switch it to uh, Instagram video. So, I mean, they're they're trying they're finding ways. There's other other venues out there, too. I'm I'm researching them to see which would be best for uh, my show's formats, because there's a lot of my shows that I produce that actually Mm. use that. And and it's a very effective tool. So are you thinking about Facebook versus Instagram? Um, I actually want to try something different Mm -hmm. Uh, just because. There's a lot of people that use the Facebook and a lot of people that use the Instagram. The one thing about both of those is the way Facebook uh, works it is they control how how many people actually get to see your posts. Right. So even if, let's say, you have a regular page more and you post something, more people will see it versus if you have a, let's say, a page specifically for your show, like a fan page. Uh, not as many people are going to see that because they control it. You have to pay more for people to see it. So mm. that's how they monetize it. So I'm trying to figure out which would be a good venue where you don't have to uh, rely on them, you know, having to pay them to get more people to see it and to, instead of just having like anybody see it who 
is following you. So it's, I don't know, I'm doing my research. I'll figure it out. I'll let you know what I find. <laughs> yeah, because the whole idea that I liked about Blab so much is that you could get, you know, anybody could get access to it. And mm-hmm. you got exposure, you know, you got a global reach. And so it was that opportunity to get a lot more people on board. Um, so I may have to go back to Periscope or something or something mm-hmm. else. Um, but the nice thing that I liked about Blab is that it was very interactive. Now, is is Facebook and Instagram, are they interactive or not? Um, the, all the videos that I've seen on both, if you a lot of times you don't get the notification that mm-hmm. it's coming up live. It's just, boom, it's live. So if you just happen to be on, then you can see it and you can interact. But then you can watch it after the fact and and see it then but it's not as interactive per se as it was with blab periscope i've used periscope before and the nice thing about that you know you could have a isn't i think it's up to four people is that correct on there and people can make um comments but another thing about periscope i've learned is there's a lot of creepers on there uh mm. creepers i guess uh, people you do not want on there are on there i, oh, I spent more time blocking people Blocking the people who say not so nice things than I actually did having a good conversation on there. So if Periscope has found out a way to get, you know, block (coughs) out the creepers, then we're set. Yeah, I just like this this, um, interactive aspect of it because I think it's critical. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, whatever you find out, just let me know because um, I think it's important for people to appreciate where they can get the information. Not just relying on podcasts, not just relying on, you know, listening to, you know, recorded version, but also just, you know, having that opportunity to interact, asking questions, and even being more relevant mm-hmm. to, to what's going on. Because I think it's that relevance that <coughs> is created when people can chime in and ask questions. Oh, exactly. And a lot of times when you are watching a podcast your questions aren't answered. So being able to ask them right then and there is awesome. You get the information right there, ready, available. It's, it's instant gratification. So Facebook charges you, huh? Wow. Well, you know, the way they do it is if you want people to, more people or the people who follow you to actually see your post, you get to sponsor it. So sponsor means, okay, well, you know what? If you spend $10, then we're going to let an extra, you know, thousand people see it. Or if you pay this, then this many people are going to see it. Instead of just having the people who naturally follow you see it, you want, you have to sponsor it. That's how they monetized. And the same thing with Instagram too? Or not? Um, Instagram is actually, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was owned by Facebook. Okay. Am I, so. am I, I might be mistaken. Please don't quote me on that. <coughs> Sorry, listeners, if I was wrong. But if I am not mistaken, because <laughs> I, I, I didn't, uh, Facebook went up by Snapchat and then Snapchat declined. And so that's why Facebook started doing the, the instant video on their feed too, because they didn't end up not buying Snapchat. Right. And I think that <clears throat> that's probably part of the reason why uh, <clears throat> Blab is not sustainable because, you know, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, mm-hmm. They came up with a great idea and, uh, you know, the bigger boys took it over. Yep. <clears throat> well, hopefully uh, <clears throat> somebody will come up with some sort of good live streaming that they can monetize because they really want to get back on that. You know, you figure the easiest way they can monetize is play commercials in between. Like, and everybody has their own channel on there, basically. All I had to do is play commercials in between when you're not using it. Hello. Right. That would have been easy. But yeah. um, 
you know, like even if you're waiting for, you know, let's say you're you're going to watch a chat and it's coming up in 10 minutes. Well, just play commercials in the 10 minutes and still have the countdown underneath of it. Right. Oh, well, but that's just me. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm in radio. I, I'm not a, you know, what do I do? <laughs> well, so today I was I was going to have a uh, an interviewee today from uh, England. Um, I think we're going to have to reschedule her for next week because she had some uh, commitments last minute that showed up. And so just to dive into it you know, once again, you know, what is this show really all about? I mean, it's not just random talk. And for me, what's what's very exciting is that you know my personal journey of my personal growth. It's it's really the the fascination of of discovering something that is so relevant, so impactful that you didn't even know was there to begin with. And it's like I keep on talking about it's it's your prescription for your transformation. You know what are those things in life that you can tap into to then really create that life by your design, to really create that life that really juices you, that you get that fulfillment. But part of the challenge is, is that there's so much information, there's so much stuff out there that you just don't know. And so where do you find that? And so if you're an addict in personal growth like I am, and it's interesting in some of my past relationships, I would be criticized for that because they were unwilling to grow whereas I was and you know people saw that as being unsatisfied with life and quite frankly you know I was unsatisfied with the status quo and it's it's interesting to see how many people are you know just satisfied with you know where they're at somewhere somehow they lost that drive to to expand I mean we grow so much as as we're in school as we're children, I mean, our, our brain expands, you know, in, an incredible amount in the first two years of life. You know, we learn a whole new language from scratch, from nothing, from mm-hmm. no concepts. You know, and then once you go to college, it almost seems like it tapers off. I mean, I'm not even sure that colleges really give much of an education anyhow. And so people get into this routine, into this rut of life and this channel, if you will, and they stay within this channel and they really don't go out. And so in one way, in one respect, the way to look at it is that 97% of the population is really at the effect of the world around them. And, and that's by their choice. And, but I think not so much their choice, I just think they're just so unconscious of it. Similarly to me, when, when I was so unconscious of it, I, uh, I was really fortunate. I, I grew up in five different countries, speak four different languages, you know, trained in the medical institutions for 17 years before I went into practice. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, wow, you know what, I'm I'm a smart guy. (laughs) You know, there's so many things that I'm aware of, so many things, so many incredible experiences that I've had. And and I felt that there was there was a big hole in my life. There was a there was something missing. I mean, I was married, I had kids. I mean, there, my relationship wasn't good, by the way. But you know, with my kids, it was. And I couldn't figure it out. And you know, I was so fortunate that one of my patients, who you know, was very indebted to me to what I had done for him, which was just a normal thing for me. But I basically saved his life. But again, for us physicians, that's that's the norm. We don't think much of it, but he brought me to the seminar, and and the funny thing was was that there's this you know big guy who's 
changing so many people's lives today as I reflect back on what he's done over the years. But at that time, I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was just another salesman, just you know, pandering you know stuff off to people to buy so that he could you know create his own wealth. And I was very reluctant to go to this event. Made up a whole bunch of excuses to go. But what was interesting was that I went to this event ready to leave in the first ten minutes. And then within the first 10 minutes and being in this event, I realized that my whole life was about to change because I suddenly was, was shown that there is no limit. Anything that you can ever think of is possible. You just have to be dialed in. And so my whole life changed and I'm very appreciative of that time. And that's the thing that I like to share with other people because that was a gift that was given to me and I just want to make sure that other people get that gift. And so that's the purpose of the show. It's a long-winded, you know, explanation. That was really As, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the how we used to do it. This is how I first started, just, just you know, on the radio with commercials, just the producer and me and, and somebody we're interviewing, not using Vlad. So, um, and you have to interrupt me anytime. You know, if you want to ask something, it just, you know, it's not just my show, it's our show. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm so blessed to have you on my show. Can't tell you. you have to put up with me. It's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, you just make one sound and already smile. Aww. So, um, but you know, it's and it's also kind of relates to your experience too. I mean, you know, you you know, you and I were different because I didn't have all those challenges or some some incredible seemingly unsurmountable challenges that you had and look at you and um but it's interesting too how you know i'm in a, an incredible seminar right now by uh, strategic brain by steve linder and just an absolute genius when it comes to personal transformation personal growth and you know understanding the strategies that we use you know that um that allows us to relate to ourselves and to the world around us. And that's basically manifested in all of our behaviors. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, it's so cool just to, to know, you know, how, how we can understand the programs that we use, how we can change the programs that we use, and then really live a life, you know, by our own design. And, and that's what this is about. It's, it's getting access to all that information that you didn't know about that was there and, and implementing it and trying it out and realizing that anything that's going inside of you, any kind of frustration, any kind of anger, any kind of sadness, any kind of negative states is something you don't have to have. And what's interesting is, is that you know, when you look at certain people and they're insanely successful and you look at them and you think to yourself, you know, how is that even possible? You know, this person came from nowhere, mm-hmm. has absolutely no experience and they're insanely successful. And then you have other people that have got all the tools in the world, all the resources, all the money, right? All the smarts, all the intelligence and, and they can't do a squat. And, and getting back to kind of sort of what I was sharing earlier was, you know, why do some people totally overcome the challenges like you have? 
and become so successful in, in your own terms and on the way to even greater success. Whereas other people with the same challenge just kind of give up. They just don't move forward. Or vice versa. People who have all the, the resources and stuff like that and, and don't become successful. And I think more people you know, who aren't challenged and actually most people, I think more people who are not challenged mm -hmm. don't become all that they can be because they're not pushed to grow. When, what do you think? You know, I agree with that. I think the people who are challenged, especially when they're young, I think they have that drive in them because if they can overcome that, then they can overcome anything. I think they're more apt to bringing, bringing challenge on head to head. I, I know for me, I mean, I hear being extremely hearing impaired and going through all the surgeries to get the hearing that I have now. And the way I see it is, yeah, I overcame that. I had to reteach myself how to walk so many times because I would have a surgery and all of a sudden I'd be falling down all the time, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's little, little things like that, that when you see a bigger challenge, you're like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. And I think it's knowing your self-worth and knowing that, you know, having a faith in yourself to know that, you know, I can do this. And a lot of times if people aren't challenged, if things come really easily, when they do, when they are face-to-face uh, -face with the challenge, I wonder if they have that internal drive to say, I can do this, or if they falter, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've always been me. So I wonder how people are that haven't had to experience that, how, how they see a big challenge, if they're like, yeah, bring it, or if they're like, I'm not so sure about this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, in my older years, or you know, my adult life, I should say, and then, um, you know, I was in a relationship that, you know, I was really crazy about, and then that ended, and that caused me a lot of pain. Or I should say that I allowed to feel a lot of pain. I have to be responsible for my own pain, mm -hmm. and um, and I didn't realize it at that time so much that you know I'm responsible for everything that goes inside of me. I mean, what I was unconsciously aware of that, but not consciously. Mm -hmm. And um, and interestingly enough, I wrote a book. I never published a book. What? I wrote, yeah. It's it's an it's like a it's a parable. It's like on, based on ancient times and ancient wisdoms and stuff like that. But kind of on the on the similar trend of the book called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. I just love that book. Have you, have you read that book? I have not. Oh, you got to read that book. Oh That's a book. gosh, and if I, next time I have time, I'm definitely going to read it. I have like this whole to do look for my uh, to do list to read because God, I love reading. Just There's two two really quick books you can read. One one is The Prophet. Uh huh. Wait, I'm um, writing this down. Yeah, by Khalil Gibran. Um, the other book is The Greatest Salesman in the World. That's an amazing book by Og Mandino. The Greatest Salesman in the World is the other one? And, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, by Og Mandino. And then when you, f when you read the, the last page of that book, that's, you need to call me. Okay. And or I'll, send me a text. You promise? I promise. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna so the prophet and the greatest salesman in the world. Yeah. Got it. And and you gotta read the whole book before you look at the ending. You can't go to the ending first. That just <laughs> That's cheating. I always no. get annoyed at people who do that. You never do that because there's no surprise. <clears throat> you need to read the book. Do not skip to the end. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
Actually, one of my other favorites uh, as a kid was the Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Ever read that one? I have not. Ah, read that one too. Yeah? So you can read all three books in an hour, probably. See, I'm the type of person, I like reading, I, I like Preston and Child. So they have the whole Pendergast series, and oh my gosh, it's I've read every single book in that series, and those two authors together are incredible. I love their books. So nice. Precedent Child, if you get a chance, read anything that they write. It's so worth it. So it's called Precedent Child? Uh, Precedent Child are the, the authors' names. Okay. And so uh, Preston and uh, Lincoln Child is the, the person's last name. I can't remember Preston's first name. Uh, but, yeah, so if you read their books, they have this uh, whole series on this, this agent, FBI agent. His name is Aloysius Pendergast. <laughs> and he's amazing, so smart. He has this Louisiana drawl, and he just goes all over. It's, oh, my God. You just have to check out the books. They're so good. And they're the type that once you sit down and you read it, you will – Give give yourself two days. You'll finish it, and you're gonna to want to read the next one in the series. It's so good. Oh, okay. I got it in front of me right now. Awesome. It's so good. You're gonna love it. I think Thunderhead is one of the the books. I don't, I've read all of them, so <laughs> that's a lot of books. God, they're so good. Um, there's also the I can't remember the author's name. He he wrote, writes a series. One is called Bad Monkey. Mm. Um, the other one uh, they used they. They wrote the movie or filmed the movie after it, Striptease. Um, there's another one called Skinny Dipping. I wish I remembered the name of that author, but I read all his books too. And they're all very, very good. Hmm. But Bad Monkey is my favorite. Bad Monkey. Bad Monkey. <laughs> it's, it's a weird title, but it's really good. <laughs> now, bad, bad Monkey is the Preston Child or is it the other one? Uh, it's, a, it's the other one. All right, so I'm looking that up right now. All right, cool. Yeah, well, these are very different books than I used to read. I mean, you're you're like this um, horror movie queen thing. Yeah, I like action adventure. I'm more, I love action adventure. For when I act, I like to be in horror movies because I love to be the bad guy. But when it comes to my books that I read, I like them to be very, very high energy, like adventure, and you know. So action adventure for my books. For acting, I like to be in horror movies. Not really good at the whole love story thing. No? Yeah, I've yet to be cast in that because people, like, people look at me, they're like, yeah, no. no you, <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not sweet enough, is that it? Um, I, I think I have this look about me that um, I'm always the hot chick, and I'm, I'm trying to get out of being the hot girl. Yeah, you but can you get, can't you have a love story with a hot chick in it? Exactly, that's what I said. But no, they want that person has to look vulnerable, and I guess I don't look vulnerable enough. No, you're you're about ready to pounce on somebody. I get that. I'm like I'm a six foot tall blonde. I look like a big old Viking. So <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing vulnerable about a huge Viking. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess according to some records, the the Vikings were were a matriarch uh, society. Oh, they? they were, and it was the women who would go out and fight alongside yeah. with the men. So yeah. The women were in charge. They they chose their mates, and they would go out, and they would raid, and they would, yeah, it was just awesome, awesome. So, yeah, that's so, my heritage. <laughs> so, so it's, it's it's kind of sort of like, oh, this is going to sound weird, but it's sort of like, you know, they, how they call pillaging and stuff. It's really the girls going shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pillaging with discounts. No. <laughs> 
in freebies. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, even now, I, I really don't like going shopping. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. Oh, you know? No, whenever I have a red carpet event, I have a designer that, that dresses me. So I just call her up. I'm like, yeah, I have something next week. And, and like, I'm like, it's, and I'll tell her what the event is for. Like, I'm doing one. Um, oh, shoot, I'm doing three next week. And and so literally I call her up, I tell her what's the theme and I show up, she dresses me and I go. <laughs> so I don't even have to pick out what I wear anymore. I don't like doing that. I'd rather spend time doing other things. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Is that because you don't have money or, or not? No, it's because once uh, people see that I'm wearing her design, people will go and shop at her store and buy her designs. Mm. So it's basically, a, it's almost like being a brand ambassador. You know, mm. so you'll see the the photo and I'm like, okay, uh, wardrobe by Watercolors High Fashion Desert. And so if Sony wants a dress, they go to her and like, okay, Wendy was wearing this dress. Can I have it in red? And yeah, so she makes sales off of me wearing her clothes. And I just borrow them for the night and I give her right back the next day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> and it saves me a lot of money on having to go shopping because I really don't like shopping. Mm. Well, that's why you have Amazon. That's true. That is true. <laughs> You know, and actually, you know, whatever you want to do, be careful buying shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, I bought shoes the other day. This is for a girl. I'm very good at buying shoes. And um, what was interesting was that there was an option to speed up the delivery. Mm -hmm. And so you could expedite delivery. And I thought, great. And so I had this girl who was going to come visit me, and I wanted to surprise her because... You know, she's she's a model and and she didn't have a lot of, or enough shoes or whatever. And I'm a, I'm also a photographer, and uh, <clears throat> so I thought, great. You know, I did some sort of investigative work, find out you know what kind of shoes she liked the best, and so you know I'm very good at this. So anyhow, I I find a company on the internet, prices are good, and expedite the delivery. And then I ordered it about a week in advance, about 10 days before she came. And then the day before she came, the shoes weren't there. And so I called them up. I had, it, was, it was actually, you know, I, I had a chat, and they had a chat room. And they says, oh, yeah, we expedite them once they're ready for delivery. you got to be kidding once me. Once they're ready for delivery? Once they're ready for delivery. That's exactly what they said. Oh. And I said to him, that's unacceptable. I mean, it says clearly here that, you know, you'll get the, the, the shoes in three to four days. And that's what I wanted. And that's why I paid extra. And it says, and then the guy was actually pretty rude, um, you know, in the chat room. It's, it's insane. So I said, cancel the order. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I figured I'd cancel the order. And then I found that, you know, it was taken out of my bank account. So I called my bank and said, this is unacceptable. And so they, they took it off. I kid you not. But about two months later, two I get, months, I get the shoes. Yeah, two months. Yeah, two months later, I oh got the shoes. Oh my! So I kept them. So Were I, they you know, cute? Yeah, they're really cute. <laughs> I'll have to show you some pictures. I'm sure you yeah, know. but they're really cute. And uh, <clears throat> what was funny was that I thought I was getting a bargain, and so then I went to. Uh, <clears throat> I always love going to dealers, going shoe shopping mm-hmm. because you know the guys are always looking, you know, checking me out to see gay or not. <laughs> and you know um, I have a problem with that it's just I think it's funny and then the girls are looking at me and says, well, what's this guy looking for shoes for and then um, and I bought some even better shoes there 
for even less. And nice. so and it, was, and it was a lot more fun going shopping. Yeah. You see, I like to shop for girls. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's always a good thing. Yeah. They like it too. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You spoil them. Good for you. Especially when I get it right. You know, I don't. I, I get it right, I think, probably 90% of the time. Oh, yeah? See, yeah unless, they're, unless they're lying, but I, I see their faces. They like it. <laughs> that's awesome. So, what is your favorite type of shoe for a woman to wear? Um, I don't have a favorite one. Really? No. Oh, very cool. I mean, high heels for sure, but I mean, um, heeled shoes. But, um, you know, I like so many different kinds. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, how the girl gets the feel in the shoes. I mean, shoes are everything. That's true. Anything? That, yeah, that is so true, yeah. So I guess you get to wear the, the six-inch heels too? The, you the know platform. what? I can. I'm just, but I'm I'm already very very tall so when i do heels I, I normally don't do anything over four inches just because i'm already so tall like i i will go into a room i'm always the tallest one except for here because one of my bosses is six three and the other mm -hmm. one is six two so i'm like well hey i'm surrounded by tall guys this is awesome but yeah so normally i'm i'm you know seeing over everybody's heads and i feel like the jolly green giant viking <laughs> style <laughs> Well, I think you're stunning. So, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever heels you wear, I'm sure it's great. Oh, right. thank you. So, so I don't know where, how we got onto shoes, but um, that was you, not me. <laughs> how did we get on shoes? You know, actually, I kind of like this format again. I think I think maybe it's a good thing that Blab went away. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Although it was uh, kind of nice being able to watch you and whoever guests talk. That was kind of neat. You know, I just have to figure out how do we get, I mean, you do a lot of shows. I mean, do you get a lot of people calling in or how does that work? You know what I've noticed, though? Uh, because the shows that we do are always on demand, people mm -hmm. tend to listen to them at their convenience. So the whole callers thing is not really big. It's, mm. I mean, I do, what, 26 shows a week? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, very, very rarely do people actually call in. It's because, you know, it's an on-demand world. So having something like this and be able to listen to this show on demand just makes it easier for people to listen at their leisure. You know, if you have to do something, stop the show and you run and then do what you need to do. When you come back home, you start it again or play it in your car. So, yeah, so it's, it's an on-demand world. It's just, yeah, not a lot of people call. Well, the cool thing is that, you know, you get to edit anything you don't like, mm -hmm. you know, especially when, when you have your gaffes. I mean, I know you always leave my gaffes in there, but I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, anytime you mess it up, then you can take out yours and that makes you look better than me. No, actually, what I do is I leave all mine in. If you listen to my last show, <laughs> like the first 10 minutes was, be my, was me by myself because usually I'll have, you know, someone to come in and, and talk to, but it was just me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so not cool. But I kept in all, all the awkwardness because that was me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just awkward sometimes and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> continuing from my introduction. Yes. You know, it's interesting when you talk about awkwardness because um, what's really funny is how scared we are to feel awkward, mm -hmm. how, how petrified we are 
and how how it's interesting how our entire physiology completely shifts and changes. And um, and you know through all the personal growth that I've been doing over the years, I, I came to my own epiphany last year, and that was was that I get I like to I I celebrate my faults and my weaknesses. Oh, as you should. You know, yeah. it makes you human. Well, well, yeah, but well, let me ask you this: Why okay. do you celebrate your faults and weaknesses? Because that's what makes me unusual. Okay. If everybody was perfect, wouldn't that be boring? So you celebrate your differences. You celebrate what makes you uh, clumsy, which may, what makes you silly, what makes you just be you. Some people might see it as faults. Some other people see it as strengths. So are you ever embarrassed or ashamed or feel guilty? Nah. <laughs> Compared to how I used to be, I mean, seriously, I don't fall down as much. So we're good. <laughs> my, equilibrium, my equilibrium is still pretty much shot. But you know what? That's just who I am. And I laugh. If I fall down for running something, I think it's funny. It's like, oops, all right, there we go. <laughs> so, but was there a time that you felt shame? Um, maybe when I was in elementary school. But, yeah, exactly. but I mean, I'm an adult now, and I, I <clears throat> like the differences in people. You know, if somebody has an accent, I love it. If somebody, you know, they have, you know, their eyes are different. Hey, I like that. You know, it makes you different. It makes you stand out. It makes you who you are. And I think that might be related to to the fact that you were so different to begin with. Do you think that has anything to do with it? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I think I never really thought about that. See, you brought up a good point. <laughs> no, that's truly what I think, you know, what I believe. And and I think some of the challenges that people have, I mean, it comes from two two different angles. You know, one is... <clears throat> any kind of programming that you get that relates to <clears throat> you being less <clears throat> and and so that whenever that issue comes up in your life because you've been told that you're less mm -hmm. and, and we have this fear of rejection then um, you know when something when this opportunity the possibility you know that we could be rejected I mean, it's like a, like a death sentence almost, and and it's sort of like you're going to feel really bad. Your your whole body goes into revolt mm -hmm. um, physiologically because of you know the fear or whatever it is. Interesting. And the other side is that you know when you do have everything that you want, and um, you have perhaps this privilege. And I'm just making something up right now, so it could be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. But as I'm thinking about it somebody else that has been fortunate in getting the things that they want and then when they don't get what they want when they don't when they are pushed out of that comfort zone then it's then it's odd then it's weird mm -hmm. and and i say that in the sense of you know when <clears throat> you look at a lot of the younger generations you know, particularly ones going to college right now and how they've led such comfortable lives they've gotten everything that they want they're very entitled. They don't know what conflict really is. They mm -hmm. don't know what bad language is. They don't know what political incorrectness is. Or should I rephrase it? They just won't tolerate that. Yeah. And what's interesting is that that's just life. And, and so from two different spectrums, from what program you're running from a child 
uh, because of a trauma that you've incurred and therefore it recurs now and now it's like a reliving a painful trauma from childhood mm -hmm. or having a great childhood but not really developed your uh, strength and character so that you can't sustain or you, you can't tolerate any any shifts in, in the channel. I mean, what do you think? I think everybody has their own battles and the people who have the, the larger battles when they're younger, they're more susceptible to being flexible in society <laughs> as a whole as they get older. I'm thinking that people who are younger who really didn't have any, like even like you were talking about in people in college who've never really had to uh, to battle anything out or to, to feel anything or have to deal with adversity. I'm wondering if for them, it's like their learning curve is a little bit skewed where they have to learn or maybe they don't learn at all. See, I don't think they learn at all. And I think what happens is that <clears throat> any kind of challenge or adversity that shows up, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And, and, you know, freedom of speech is just squashed in many of the colleges because they just don't like when somebody has a different opinion. Oh yeah, and, and wasn't there that that one trial where that <clears throat> I think a kid either like raped somebody or killed somebody or I don't know what it was, and then their lawyer came up with this term, basically saying because affluenza, that's what it was, affluenza, because he was so affluent and his whole family was so affluent, he really didn't understand what right from wrong. Mm. Do you remember that trial? No. no oh my that. gosh, it was yeah, really big controversy. Uh, it's crazy. So basically, this kid <clears throat> got off, no charges against him, because of quote unquote having affluence and not knowing the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, that's insane. That 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 <laughs> that was a good lawyer. Oh you. yeah, you know he made his money. I'm sure they paid off the judge too. You know, so <clears throat> so uh, what's great? Um, what's great is that. When you can begin to be aware and just acknowledge, and, and this is this is key, and I think some of these these insights are coming up, you know, very actively in the last, you know, five, ten, fifteen years, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And just like uh, Eckhart Tolle's book about the power of now, you know, how he talks about just acknowledging your state, just acknowledge it, you know, not make it right, not make it wrong, uh -huh. just decide, okay, I'm I'm angry, okay, great. You know, and then and then going that step further and asking, okay, what does this really mean? You know, and and actually, I'm going even one step <clears throat> further than that. You know, where's that? Where's the gift in this? Mm -hmm. You know, rather than making your emotion wrong, because all your emotions are coming from, from the deepest you know, recesses of your mind, from your brain, and there isn't necessarily any logic except for the logic that created the program, right? That's, uh -huh. that's that's generating that emotion right now in that program and that's why <clears throat> the show is about prescription you know, prescription is another term for program in a sense and and it comes from some sort of experience that's now in the unconscious but some sort of experience as a child that now is you know having a life in your current day mm -hmm. and and it's all unconscious and so, you know, we all get so uptight about all these, you know, mental disorders and stuff like that, including ADD, mm -hmm. um, which are really just 
different programs that people are running and all you have to do is shift those programs. It sounds easy and actually a lot of times it is. You know, I, I have seen people that um, I've heard about people and, and, you know, one of the incredible people that I know is, 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 is a genius at this. And it's people have some extreme situations, extreme circumstances and, and their extreme traumas and so affected by them that they're in therapy for years and years and years with really not much benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he, he can come in and help somebody within about 45 minutes to an hour and totally shift using their, what they call model of the world, using their, their view, their perspectives, not psychoanalyzing, not kind of dissecting why you do this or that, just helping people access different programs. I mean, you drove to work today, right? Yes, I did. <clears throat> in a car? Yes. And oh and my God, I need to get a new tire. <laughs> 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 Darn it. It happens like I was like driving here and like, no. So really? yeah, I'm at break and I have to go get a new tire. <laughs> could be worse, right? It could be two tires. It could be all four. Exactly. So, you know, it's still a good day. So <laughs> the thing is, is that when you're driving to work, I mean, you've got more choices to get it to work than just the choice that you use today, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes what happens in life is that, you know, there's the road is closed and needs to be repaired. So you're forced to go a different way. But if you're just stuck on one way to get there, you don't get to work. That is true. And so it's the same thing in life. You know, finding different routes, different ways, different programs, different choices to get to where you want to get to and so many people just don't realize that Mm -hmm. and they're not even aware that they can't get to work they can't have the experience that they want they're not even aware of you know what a brilliant future awaits them if they just simply took the time to look inside themselves and ask themselves okay what is it that they really want in life Mm -hmm. i can understand that i know like for for me my degree i'm a graduate gemologist so mm-hmm. for many, many years, I was stuck behind a microscope grading diamonds. I thought that's what I wanted to do to make me happy, but I realized that was boring. I hated it. I worked all those years to get to that spot, and when I got there, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make me happy. So I left all of it, and then I decided to do what truly makes me happy, which was being in the entertainment industry. And mm-hmm. here I am, and I'm so much happier. And I'm not stuck behind a microscope. I am behind a microphone, but <laughs> my eyes aren't sore now. <laughs> <clears throat> and you get to talk some real sense rather than just the same old thing every other day. Exactly. Well, you know, with, with as many shows <clears throat> as I do, I'm constantly learning. This is a job where no matter what, I'm always, always learning about so many diverse subjects. And it's beautiful. I love it. And then you get to hang out with a bunch of really cool people. Seriously, I get to hang out with you. How cool is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, feeling is mutual. Oh, thank but, you. And again, it, it is it is about you know first of all just acknowledging that something's wrong, and we're so quick to judge ourselves. We're so quick to say, oh, that's bad. You know, it's bad to be angry. It's bad to be sad. And shame on you. And you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday who was admitted to the hospital, and and. <clears throat> <clears throat> breaking up in a relationship and not wanting to leave that relationship but the other person wanted to and 
and just had a complete, you know, meltdown, breakdown. And um, and she feels bad that she, you know, underwent this. And, and I told her, I said, look, <clears throat> this is just the human experience. And sometimes the body just has to shut down because it can't deal with stuff. And that's okay. It doesn't make you any less. What makes you less is if you stay in denial. If you just simply don't, you know, you don't allow yourself to be aware that something's going on that needs to be addressed <clears throat> and that you need to do something about it. And so the one thing that I like to share with people is that, you know, when you celebrate your faults and your weaknesses, it's not like saying, great, I can continue these bad habits. <clears throat> That's not the point. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really all about, you know, being curious about what's going on and then finding a way or finding an opportunity to change it. Finding that opportunity to do something else about it. And just like you did. I mean, fortunately, you had a support system, you know, as a child. But you had this ability to <clears throat> overcome the challenge. You knew that there were other choices out there for you, you know, and, and you grew up with that. I just think so many people just don't have that. Yeah. I was very, very, very fortunate. Still am. I'm... You know, there's, I've learned in life that if you see an opportunity, no matter what, take it. <clears throat> Regardless if you're scared, if you're not, if you're <clears throat> excited, take it. Because you never know where it's going to lead you and you never know when your, your next opportunities come around, if there is a next opportunity. Take it. Yep. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm very much a problem solver and been extremely good at that <clears throat> all my entire life and it's just the way that my my brain works and you know that's also why i'm a really good you know plastic surgeon and <clears throat> that's why i'm also good with with a book that i came out that 52 week success plan mm -hmm. and where it's it's sort of looking at something analyzing and and evaluating it and then actually able to offer something to people that they now can use that makes more sense, it's more efficient, it is easier, it's more accessible, it's more approachable, but much more user-friendly, whatever whatever you want to call it. Because I look at some of my own personal challenges and realize, well, this is too difficult. In fact, I have that bad habit where if something is just way too difficult and I can't get an answer, I, I quit. I stop it, I, I go somewhere else. I just don't have that patience to do that. And <clears throat> But if it's important enough, then I will find another way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I just find that my, <clears throat> my time in, in this world is so valuable. You know, I just want to get the most out of it. And if I'm not getting value out of something, you know, then I have to look at, okay, what are my priorities? Should I prioritize this or, or should I not? So, <clears throat> but what I'm really getting to <clears throat> is that as great as I was with finding solutions to all these things what and 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 in response to what you share what you just shared like you know if you find an opportunity go for it the one area where i stopped was in personal relationships mm -hmm. <clears throat> because i was petrified to be rejected mm -hmm. i can understand that because you know, if when it's when it's a personal relationship, that's you as a person. When it's an opportunity for something that you do or 
uh, work or your challenge or that, that's something that you can contribute. But when it's you as a person, that is really deep in the core you. So I could see how there's a big difference there. Yeah. You know, and it's it's sort of like what was interesting about that is that, you know, I get to control those other things. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not a control freak. Well, maybe in my, my past relationship might say differently. Uh, <laughs> hey, live and learn, right? <laughs> um, you know, and that's that's a funny thing too because, you know, in my past relationships, they were getting this quote-unquote spiritual advice. You know, these psychics who can figure everything out. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I didn't it. say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <laughs> You know, I actually happened to hear some of the recordings, and it's like, this is unbelievable. I mean, how these people can just totally misdirect, Mm -hmm. you know, people's lives and have such a negative impact on those outcomes. And it's frightening. It's the same thing with all these counselors who who don't have the integrity to do the right thing. You know, it's all about them. You know, and that's what's great about the environment that I'm in is that I'm with a group of people that have these huge hearts, you know, and, and they do all the stuff for free if, 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 if they could because that's who they are. Yeah. And that, that means they're putting the interest, you know, for other people first. Same thing with the show. I mean, the purpose of the show is not for me to pontificate and tell the world how things need to be. It's just a platform for people just to hear it. And if they like it, that's great. Well, I like that when you do your show, I like mm-hmm. that you just open up people's eyes to new possibilities. So not that, okay, you can only do things this way, but hey, how about this? Here's another, here's another option. What do you think? And I love that you're like that. You let people think from themselves. You just give them the options. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, I've had some you know, great teachers, um, including people like Tony Robbins and and the guy that I'm working with right now, Steve Linder from Strategic Brain, uh-huh. um, which is just amazing. If you ever get a chance, you should look at his stuff. Okay. Strategic, uh, strategicbrain.com. Okay. And the guy's absolutely brilliant and, and the hugest heart. And, you know, do anything for anyone just so that their lives could be better. And, but the cool thing is that what he teaches you is exactly kind of sort of what I share. It's just, you know, helping people find their own way. You know, he does it differently than I do, of course, but you know, just helping people find their own way. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. It that, is awesome. That's, that's something that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are clueless. I know Basically. sometimes I am. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but, you know, sometimes you need a little push or a little nudge or a little guidance, and so that's awesome. You know, because when you think about it, you know, I, I know we're all over the map today, which is perfect. I got to figure uh, out what to title today's show. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you, I will. I will do title <clears> that. <laughs> um. So yeah, all over the world with um, our thoughts. I don't know. Um. So no, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, I did that to you. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, um, there's a great book, um, which I think is called The Pathwork, by Eva Pierakos. And if you really want to grow, get that book. And Eva Pierakos, I think it's P-I-E-R-A-K-O-U-S, something like that. 
And um, it's really that personal journey that we get to walk. If you're committed to do the walk, and if you're committed to be vulnerable and humble and, and open and curious as to what's going on inside of you. And it's not nothing that any kind of psychotherapist can do for a psychologist. It's it's your own personal work. <clears throat> One of the cool, coolest statements that I've ever heard and, and understandings, if you will, is that we all desire divine happiness. And I don't mean divine in the religious sense. If, if, it, if it is for you, then great. But I'm meaning divine happiness where it's just blissful, it's awesome, it's beautiful, mm -hmm. it's just... You know, it's just amazing. And when you think about it, you know, people read the book Secret. Okay, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Then you're going to be happy. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Everybody's different. Well, but it's not only that. It just doesn't work. That's all in the head. That's in the mind. It's just not working. What works, right, and this is for anyone, is you've got to resolve whatever makes you unhappy. Yeah. That's it. It's really that simple. So whatever you makes you unhappy, you've got to resolve that. And so that's the work that we get to do. And how do you get to do that is understanding the communication technology that for ourselves. You know, how is it that we see the world the way that we see it? Because that's where meaning comes from. We're creatures of meaning. We're energy addicts. We put energy with meaning. And our whole life revolves around all of that. So what's that image that you put in your mind? You know, we call it the internal representation. And um, that relates to the rest of the world. So I think we're close to being done, right? Yeah, we have about one minute left. One minute. Okay, one yeah. more minute. You know that song? Nope. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> any, any wise, wise, wise words from you? Uh, don't give up. Keep going. And just stop trying. <laughs> you know, don't try, just do. Exactly. Just do it. Mm hmm I, I hear you. Like Winston Churchill says, never, never, never give up. Yeah. And it's true. You know, you're down, you get up again. You're down, you get up again. And the reason people stay down is because, you know, two things happen. They don't have a future they can look forward to, and they don't have choices. Yeah. Anyhow, wonderful talking to you. I like this format again. I think we'll get back to it. <clears throat> However, I do want to find out, get this interaction and the, the video chatting. I think that's the future. Okay. I am Dr. I'll... Bart Rademacher, Prescription for Your Transformation with the wonderful Wendy. Love your voice. And, Yeehaw. <laughs> you know, we're going to have more kind of off-the-cuff conversations like this, really generating great insights because you really want to be able to design your future with new information, new knowledge, new ideas, new ways, new choices. Until next week. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.